1: Dr. Raquel Butler is our guest today again on Horse Chat. She's been here five times. This is her sixth chat with me. So, looking forward to this. Now, if you don't know Dr. Raquel Butler, go back, have a listen to a couple of the chats, and just find out, you know, that the work that she does, and she does quite a lot of work, sort of like a, on behalf of the horses. She's worried about finding the right type of body worker for you if you're looking for a body worker and equine injury rehabilitation. She also thinks about You know, if your horse is behaving badly and gives you options that may not be behaviour related, but more to do with the horse communicating and telling you something about themselves. And today we're going to talk about the benefits of stretching your horse. But look, before we do that, I'd just like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by International Horse College and horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance to us at International Horse College, which is why we've included them in our value statements. Within a wide variety of horse courses, we utilise methods that promote safe and humane methods of interaction between horses and humans, supporting only safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers. Have a look now at the online courses at internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Now, Raquel, we're going to talk about benefits of stretching your horse. How are you today? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you today? Good, good. I know that we all do a lot of stretching and, um, you know, people recommend it. So for those people who maybe don't, you know, think about stretching the horses or haven't sort of come across this, I think it's going to be really, and even people that do regular stretches, you know, just to know the benefits and, and how it's going to improve things. But starting just with the relationship of your horse, how does... You know, we always want to have a better relationship with our horse, but how does that relationship with our horse, can that be improved by stretching?
0: Yeah, I think um, stretching your horse is a really good way to improve your relationship because often, you know, we're asking them to to do things, to work, um, to, you know, give us specific kind of things and there's not always a reward um, based in that, like a bit of a scratch or um, you know, it depends what type of training you're doing. But when you're doing stretching with your horse, often there is a reward in terms of carrots or licorice or, you know, some feed based reward. Um and so then it makes it quite a positive experience for the horse from that perspective. I mean some horses are a little bit treat motivated and so it can be a bit challenging with those types of horses to use treats because they'll do anything for the treat Um, but there's ways that you can kind of you know still reward them and they feel better after doing the stretching so they associate that you know potentially with the way that it feels during the stretch um, and that it's not painful it's it's all a positive experience so I think it's a great way to improve that ground relationship with your horse.
1: All right now just the fascia how does this influence and, well, what's the fascia anyway? So, you know, what are we talking about there? If you can explain that, that would be brilliant.
0: Yeah, so fascia is um, a pretty cool part of the horse and it's now kind of thought to be its own organ. Um, It covers everything in the body. So it covers under the skin. It covers all all of the muscles, all of the individual muscle fibers the nerves, the blood vessel, um, the bones, and then it goes internally and covers all of the internal organs as well. So it's like a cling film, like a layer that's covering all of those things, but it needs to be able to slide so that the things that it's covering can work optimally. Um, it's also, you know, there's more and more research being done in regards to fascia and its importance. And its It's composition, and the composition of it is quite highly innovated by nerve, so therefore it's important from that kind of perspective of um, also proprioception, so the body's awareness of where it is in space. It's also really important that that fascia is hydrated so that the structures that it's covering can work optimally and that they can be supported effectively by the fascia as well the other thing is that when fascia is not being used adequately or uh, you know when there's been underlying injuries it can actually have an increase in the pain receptors within the fascia so stretching can really help normalize those receptors it can help improve the hydration of the fascia it can help to reduce any adhesions that are uh, um, you know, sticky bits within the fascia that are occurring and ensure that it's appropriately aligned so that you're getting proper transmission of, of forces through that fascia. So, yeah, really, I think stretching is, is mostly working on the fascia, but it depends how you stretch as to the influence that it's going to have on the fascia.
1: And you talked about proprioception before. Can you just go a little deeper there, and you know what is proprioception and why is it important? Just talk to us a little more about that.
0: Yeah, so proprioception is really important. If you're going to ride a horse, um, you really want to know that that horse knows where its legs are. And proprioception is basically the um, horse's awareness of where the limbs are in space. So you know, we don't have to think every time we're walking where we're putting our feet. We don't have to look down and watch exactly where we put our feet all the time um, to prevent us from falling over. We can even walk in the dark, you know, with the lights off and we can feel for things and we're aware of maybe where a step is in the middle of the night. And so that's proprioception, it's that awareness. And when a horse, has good proprioception you know they'll step over poles without knocking them they can step through obstacles without getting their legs all caught up or getting all anxious about it and it makes them much safer especially if you're say jumping your horse you don't want them to leave a leg behind on the jump if they're not aware of where that leg is in space so proprioception is yeah, really important for those reasons And there's a lot of proprioceptors in the body that are influenced during stretching. So there's the proprioceptors in fascia. Then there's the proprioceptors within muscles. So there's um, the Golgi tendon organ, which is where the tendon is um, joining into the muscle. And that's a stretch receptor. So that's an awareness of how much muscle is under tension. And it gives feedback to the brain. There's also the stretch receptors within the muscles themselves. And then there's other mechanoreceptors around joints as well. So, telling the body, you know, where a joint is in space, is it flexed too much? Is it extended too much? Is it putting pressure on that joint capsule? So, all of those proprioceptors are influenced during stretching. And the stretching will help to make sure that. They are working adequately so long as you're doing your stretches correctly and not over stretching them or putting them under too much tension where you're getting you know kind of a bracing response from the body. And so that yeah, that's how stretching can really help improve proprioception. It, it helps to normalise the those proprioceptors uh, in all of those areas that I've just talked about.
1: I'm just thinking now about our listeners that are competitive riders you know so typically if someone's going to ride and improve a horse it'll be okay we say with a dressage horse you know we might start working on collection we'll start with shoulder in we'll or the jumping horse we might set up some grids or you know even a horse to gallop you know we might take them through a few short bursts or or a longer one but How does this, does this complement what the riders are doing? You know, how does that stretching improve the athletic ability or or just the flexibility and the range of motion in the horse? Is it a complement? Should we do it instead? Or if we're already riding them, do we still need to do it? Can you go into a little bit more detail about that? For the horses who are out there competing, what can we do?
0: Yeah, so... The horses that are out there competing, it's probably even more important um, than any other horse, you know, to ensure that you're supporting their performance. And what we've got to remember is that, you know, some of those exercises that you mentioned, um, depending how far along they are in their competition life or what level they're they're competing at, uh, is putting stress and strain through the body. And it also depends, you know, maybe the horse has some underlying Um, sacroiliac issues or uh, you know has maybe had some previous muscle tears or or other injuries throughout its life and so stretching um, especially after hard work or a new you know when something new has been added in or even or the day after they've been to a competition or directly after if, if you know you have the time is super valuable and it's going to make sure that any kind of underlying niggle that could, you know, end up becoming an injury or predisposing to an injury, are recognised or you know even rectified through doing some stretches. And so I think it's super important for the performance horse to be a part of their regular regime. Riding doesn't generally create stretch as such; like it creates activation. Different sorts of muscle contractions, but you know, I guess in your lateral work, you're getting some flexibility and some stretch, but it's still within the horse's kind of comfortable area, and we want that to be optimal for the horse, not be restricted by anything, you know, that we might not be recognizing. So, you know, really, really important part of the competition horses regime and really beneficial to actually improve their competitive performance, improve their flexibility in the exercises that you're asking them to perform and improve their range of motion. So, for example, you know, say dressage and extended trot. So improving the strength at the stretch, you know, the the end of that extended trot to making sure they're strong and they're not losing that strength and making sure they've got adequate range of motion to get back legs over a cross-country fence or a show dump without knocking the rails. So, yeah, it's really beneficial to a competition horse and should be a part of every competition horse's regime.
1: Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 Careers in the Horse Industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Okay, I just want you to go a little bit more into the strength. You know, I'm thinking of the Olympic ideals of stronger, faster, higher. So the strength, it seems like such a relaxing, passive sort of thing. How does the stretching improve the strength of the horse? Can you go a little bit more deeper there?
0: Yeah, what we want in our horses um, is that we want strength at stretch. And so in a lot of motion, on some of the motions, you know, they're going to the end degree of their range of motion. So racing in the gallop, you know, they're putting their body through um, a very excessive range of motion and even, you know, landing a jump. And they're landing on those tendons. And we want the muscles that are supporting those tendons to be strong. And so if you've got a muscle that's supporting a tendon and it's tight or it's already in a, a state of say partial contraction because it's been, you know, worked really hard, then on that landing or on that end of the gallop or at the end of that extended trot, they're not going to have that strength. The muscle is not able to work Optimally, and so then you start ending up with you know tendon injuries, or you know maybe worse, maybe you end up with a fractured sesamoid or or some other kind of injury breakdown, because the muscles weren't supporting the lower limbs adequately. So by stretching, um, we'll just talk about limbs for example, by stretching the forelimb and stretching those muscles that are connected to those tendons, you are making sure that the fascia around them is hydrated. You're making sure that they're not kind of stuck in a partial contraction all the time. You're making sure the blood flow is adequate to those muscles and you're making sure that, I can't remember if I said the fascia, but the the fascia around them is actually allowing those muscles to slide and then you're going to have strength to support um, those And it's also been shown uh, in research that stretching does generally just improve strength.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, as you're going through that, I'm thinking, yep, yep, that makes sense. Now, I've got something more as a rider. You know, as a rider, so we know as humans we're usually right or left-handed. There's not not too many people that are, you know, really and truly ambidextrous. And with our horses we have stiff and hollow sides, okay? So, can stretching influence the symmetry of the horse? You know, is that possible?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the benefits, and I guess this goes back to the relationship with your horse as well, is that you might have recognised some symmetry things when you're riding the horse, like they might have trouble more trouble with, you know, a certain um, lateral movement like shoulder in one way compared to the other way or, you know, be stiffer to give to one leg or something like that and then recognizing that in a bit more detail on the ground through your stretching is even more valuable so you might especially when you first start to stretch a hook um you will recognize that there's a more difficult side to stretch and an easier side for them to stretch and you might recognize there's a you know, the one limb's easier to come forward, one forelimb's easier to go back, um, and vice versa. So, being able to utilise stretching to recognise the asymmetry in your horse, but also it then gives you a guide of when it's actually improving. So, horses do generally have a stiffer side and a, and a more flexible side, but, and as you said, we do too, but to help them support us. Um, and, I mean, we do it, as we should do it ourselves as riders as well and, and try to improve our symmetry. But the more that we can improve the horse's symmetry, then the more we're helping them to perform and improve in their performance. So, you know, I think that stretching foot from a symmetry perspective is really important. And I've seen huge improvements in horses in their symmetry through um, a stretching regime and a you know a mindful groundwork as well. It also will help with any hoof balance issues. So in terms of symmetry too, uh, stretching them. And if they've had any injuries, people often forget that when a, when a horse has an injury, they focus on the injured leg, but the horse will often be taking more weight on the uninjured leg, and so in taking more weight on that, so for example, a wound on hock. And so you're really focused on that wound healing, you know, that leg's been swollen, focused on reducing the scar. But then you forget that over the three months or six months maybe that that wound's taken to heal, they've been taking more weight on the other hind leg. And so the sacroiliacs become restricted and the muscles have become tighter and, you know, they've lost range of motion in that limb. So, it's really beneficial once they can wait there on the sore limb to make sure you're you're stretching both. And I've had it where I've said to a client, oh, this leg's a bit – we've got a problem in this leg. And then I forgot to tell them, oh, you need to stretch both. And they've come back and I'm like, oh, the bad leg's great, but now the other leg's a bit stiff. So we've always got to make sure that we don't forget um, the good legs and that even when we're stretching – a problem or, or we're, we're addressing a problem that we're still stretching the horse in whatever way it can kind of comfortably and whether that's just a dynamic range of motion, you know, just picking up the other limbs, they can't wait there for very long on the injured one, just picking up the the um, uninjured one and just putting it through a range of motion, that that will be enough, you know, to help and, yeah, help with their, their rehab from that perspective.
1: Is there anything we need to worry about, though? Is there, is there any sort of pain? You know, if the horse, is it going to relieve the pain or it, are there any exercises that are dangerous or any sort of pain that we should avoid when we're doing stretching? If it, if it can relieve the pain, that's great. But, you know, anything we should avoid there too? Yeah, you
0: know, I think the most important thing is to always listen to the horse. So, you know, they will guide you in, uh, in what they can cope with. So, you know, for example, I have a a little pony and um, we've been going through like a rehab program and she's got lots of wear and tear. She's 14 and she was struggling to wait there on her left hind. So I would then have to, you know, whatever I did with the right hind, I just did it for a shorter period of time, but I'd have to do it maybe a bit more often. But she would tell me when, she couldn't do any more. But over time that's improved and you know it's nearly even now in terms of her being able to hold that hold the right leg up and go through all of her stretches while weight bearing on her left leg without going into an abnormal posture or pulling a leg out of my hands. So I think it's very important to recognise that you don't do the same stretching with every horse. That you tailor the stretching program to the horse. And you often, if you haven't done any stretching before, then you start with dynamic stretching, which basically means a continuous motion with the stretching rather than a hold. And so you build that up over time. But the other thing to realise is that stretching will help to reduce pain. Because as we talked about before, you're influencing the fascia and fascia is often a big um, contributor to pain. And where, over time, when the fascia has been moving or, or when you've got a painful area, you actually get more pain receptors in the fascia. And so the stretching, gentle stretching, can actually you know, turn those pain receptors into happy receptors and reduce the pain. So I don't know if you find this yourself, but I find if I've been sitting down all the time and I haven't been moving and I've had a few days where I haven't done any exercise, then I'm starting to get really sore um, in, you know, problem areas. And then just a bit of gentle yoga will make a huge difference to to my pain and, and usually completely relieve it. So we've got to look at it like that for horses as well. Like they get stiff. Um, they have problems, all of them have some problems. And so keeping them moving in a healthy way and making sure that it's kind of symmetrical and balanced and and knowing what it was like last time is really going to help to relieve pain and reduce restriction.
1: Okay, so, so the whole, you know, of them getting stiff and you're trying to give them the work, does the stretching then enhance performance and, and, I suppose, reduce the injury risk or not?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I, I, it enhances performance if we come back to improving strength um, and flexibility and symmetry. So the improvement in performance kind of comes back to all the things that we've discussed, so improving proprioception, improving range of motion, um the flexibility, the strength, the symmetry and relieving the pain all of that's going to enhance your performance um, and therefore if you're kind of helping with all of those things then you're going to reduce your injury risk but the other aspect of that that reduces your injury risk is um, A, if you're stretching your horse regularly you will know what's normal for your horse so then if one day you're stretching it and they don't want to give you that front limb um, or they, you know, don't stretch it how they normally stretch it or they pull it back or they kick at you, then you'll know, oh, like, something's not quite right there. I need to see if I can sort it out and if not, I need to call the vet or the body worker and figure out what's going on here before it actually becomes you know, a problem. Whereas you might not, if you weren't doing your stretching, you might not have recognised that and then all of a sudden your horse has injured itself and you think, oh, like, that was an accident. (laughs) But meanwhile, the body had been having little things happen that, you know, you just weren't recognising in your daily work. The other way that it reduces your injury risk is it reduces fatigue. So it reduces muscle fatigue because as I said before, if you've got muscles that are functioning optimally and not in, say, a slight state uh, of contraction then they're not going to get as fatigue because they're not, you know, already kind of working at a point and then you're adding more work onto them. They're relaxed and then they work everything's working effectively and efficiently and then they relax so you to get a much um, improved reduction of fatigue onset and so that's really going to enhance uh, your performance but also a lot of injuries occur due to fatigue. So that's really um, important and then if we do the stretches kind of um, you know post any hard exercise then we're going to reduce just post exercise stiffness and aid in their recovery, aid in the um, improving the blood flow, making sure that fascia is hydrated, and that's going to significantly improve their recovery. And then with all of that, they will be more balanced in their body and their mind um, and more happy to continue work. So it's a win-win. Perfect. And
1: what about, you know, sometimes we get different body workers and we've got to spend certain time doing other things. Does this reduce the work that we do through the body work sessions or increase or tell us a little bit more because you've, you've talked quite generally about getting body workers to see that we get the right one how does that work and is this something that all body workers would use as a complementary I suppose treatment you know to help their horse you know what's the general alignment with body workers and stretching
0: so yeah, I mean Every horse should have some degree of bodywork. Um, that's my belief. Uh, it's just like taking it out as a mechanic. You know, it's, it's an an essential part of owning a horse and especially an essential part of competing a horse. And so, obviously, you know, that can be an uh, expensive part of owning a horse. i everything to do with owning a horse is expensive. So... But if you have a program of stretching in place, and I've seen this time and time again with my good clients, um, when they do the exercises that I've prescribed for them and they follow that protocol, I will come back and the horse is 10 times better, 100 times better than what it was before because they've done those exercises. And generally, it will reduce how often I need to go back and see that horse because they're they're doing those exercises. So it actually reduces your requirement for a body worker. So I still would recommend that you have them out every, you know, six to eight weeks. I mean, there's some horses I feed two or three times a year. And that's that's sufficient. But if you're doing your stretch and spend you significantly reduce all of those restrictions and, and things that need to be treated by a body worker so you're really helping to maintain your horse yourself um and it doesn't have to be like all the time you don't have to be stretching every day and you don't have to spend hours and hours on it it can just be twice a week after a hard session even even once a week can make a huge difference but you know twice a week go through your stretching regime after they've had a harder a session, or you might have a designated day that you do stretching, uh, and just incorporate it as part of your horse's training program. And yeah, it will significantly uh, reduce your need for a body worker.
1: Well, it sounds like it's going to improve the overall health and welfare of the horse. Is that right? You know, like for all horses. If you were going to say break it down and say three or four points how it improves the um the overall health and welfare, what would you say? What are the main things? Just if you can summarise that, would be great
0: yeah so it's really it's going to improve your horse's overall mental well-being. So you'll find a horse that you know you're stretching, that you're you're improving their symmetry and improving their symmetry, improving their relaxation and their mental well-being. So um, a, a more straight horse, a more balanced horse will be a happier horse, and also you're doing you're having that interaction with them as well so I think that also helps them mentally too and then there's like the obvious physical improvements in their health and welfare so you know the physical improvements being improved strength, improved proprioception, improved flexibility, range of motion, improved um, reduction in pain so all of those things are having a huge impact on their physical um, well being, and you know, I think when you think about that, it's not just muscles and fascia. It's you're having an influence on their organs and stuff as well because of that continuation of fascia throughout the body. So it's not just the area that you're stretching that you're benefiting at that time. You're you're benefiting any connections to that area, um, you know, which is really the whole horse, and then. Physiologically, you're also having benefits uh, in terms of altering receptor feedback, altering uh, pain feedback, altering uh, the proprioceptors, and so you're having an influence, you know, on a chemical, physiological level as well. So yeah, it's pretty powerful and it's pretty it's pretty beneficial for you know, to add into your everyday training regime.
1: Perfect. I think everyone's going to start to, um, you know, even if it's not every day, but certainly incorporating stretching into their regular routine. I think there's quite a few listeners will be going, oh, there really are some benefits here of um, incorporating that. And as you say, it can just be a couple of times a week and, and just incorporate it into what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I've been along long to
0: give a talk, you know, for the local a riding club and you know, a few of the people who implemented just the basic spinal stretches, uh, you know, said how how much improvement they'd noticed in their horse. So that's not getting, you know, it's not kind of getting a bodywork or or anything which would we'll add to that, but just doing that themselves, they noticed an improvement uh, in their horse. So yeah, the power is in your hands. <laughs> But I will say, actually, just be very mindful about how you stretch your horse. Um, So don't, if you've never stretched your horse before, don't just go in and start stretching and holding for, you know, 30 to 60 seconds and, you know, forcing them to do those stretches. Like you go in very dynamically, you just show them the stretch and let them come out of it and show them and let them come out of it and keep it moving initially until they get more flexibility. Otherwise, they can brace, and if they're bracing against what you're doing, so if you've got a in, you're holding a forelimb into a stretch, and you can feel the horse kind of pulling back a little bit or pushing down on you, um, then they're bracing, and you're not getting the full benefit from that stretch. So you want... It should be comfortable for you without injuring yourself um, and it should be comfortable for the horse and relaxing for the horse so yeah just just be aware not to force the stretch or or not to feel brace in the horse you want it to feel, you want to feel flown. all
1: right look I think that's wonderful I'm sure you've converted quite a few people and they'll be incorporating that into their uh their regular routine but Raquel if people need to contact you about this you know if they've got any questions they want to go into a bit more depth what's the best way is it email phone number or either
0: yeah so um my email is i can't remember which one i've given you in the past um butler at csu.edu.au
1: yeah that's the one we put on the bottom of um each page so if people don't even have, you know, can't write that down, just go into horsechats.com, search for Raquel or search for Butler and you'll find those details. Now, did you want to say your phone number as well?
0: Um, yeah, my phone number is message to message 435 me, 0435813505. Um, and then I also, as, as well as working at um, CSU, I also have um, a Facebook page, Integrated Veterinary Therapeutics. Uh, and sometimes I post, you know, little bits of stuff on there as well. So, yeah, there's a few ways to get in touch with me.
1: Okay. All right, Raquel, thank you for coming on. We will talk to you very soon.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, Zona. Bye. Bye.
1: If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast then please leave your comment below.